Hello, welcome to Nintendo Nostalgia, episode 159. I'm your host, Jacob Rush, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ryan Black and Joshua Taylor. We are back, and we are playing with power. Gentlemen, great to be back with all of you. How are you doing? You know, I'm staying alive. I'm, I'm healing from, from the dog bite to the face, and I, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm Lucky staying alive too. as well. <laughs> good, 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 guys. Having a good good week in general? I what's think so, weather, yeah. What's the weather like out there, Josh? <laughs> uh, not very exciting. It's It's kind of somewhere in the middle, really. Yeah, it's been very, like, 50 degrees and rainy here, and then it dropped down to, like, 30 degrees today so it was cold and it's supposed to warm back up it makes no sense it's, it's oh, supposed yeah. to be ice and snow right now and it, nah. it feels feels like april i gotta take a good walk today it was awesome the dog <laughs> out. i'm good i don't care I, I i like the i like the winter so i i kind of am a little sad that it doesn't feel like winter right now but oh yeah i'm enjoying the weather but at the same time like this is just wrong it should be snowing absolutely i'm totally with you on that ryan um so ryan uh yes so um we have a special guest on today um it is a uh newly elected nintendo dad and uh so uh, it's the uh, mitten mapping, rock and ride drinking Michigander, Timothy Alf. Welcome, Tim. I love it. That was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for saying Michigander and not from Minnesota, like Mario always does to me. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Minnesota, but you know, you can only take it so much when you're, you know. <laughs> right. He likes. He likes to tease me about that. But hey, you guys are talking about snow. I mean, we don't get a lot up here, but we do have the cold still. It's still, okay. when everybody else was warming up, we were still, you know, 30s. I think we did kind of peak a little bit up there in the upper 40s when everybody else was in the 50s and 70s, I guess, over on the East Coast. Yeah. Uh, but we did drop Weird. pretty quickly and then started, it was raining a lot, but thankfully it wasn't snowing. And then it just, by the time the rain started dropping off, it turned into flurries. So we got a little bit of snow. <laughs> That's, well, isn't that like far a north? Foot, like a foot of <laughs> of rain. It, what is it? Like an inch of rain is a foot of snow. Is that what, like the measurement is or something like that? Oh, you know what? Now that you mentioned it, I think that kind of makes sense. I it's think insane. I remember hearing something about that. Yeah, yeah, it's we would insane. have had a ton of snow if, <laughs> yeah. if it was snow. That's what I'm saying. It's like my goodness. Why can't this be snow? Makes me sad. <laughs> close close everything down but i i think some point there's going to be a makeup snowstorm or two so we'll probably yeah, get it once it's supposed to be warm out and people are like putting their shorts on again and then yeah it's gonna just gonna dog pile on That's how it's gonna it be really july, july 4th be, snowstorms Ooh. it's gonna be really easy to find those easter eggs in the white snow <laughs> oh man absolutely well, guys, uh, I'm so glad that we're all here. Tim, yeah, so glad to have you back on the show, buddy. Um, it's been been too long. Um, I've been gone too long, too, so I'm glad we're all here, and it's uh, we'll have a good time tonight. So, obviously, we got to get to what we normally do, and that is what we've been radical rexing about. Tim, since you're our guest... Let's start with you, buddy. What is new and exciting in life? Well, uh, what's new and exciting is actually a repeat of what's been old and exciting, I guess, if you okay. will. And so what I'll say is, is that I'm excited again for I've always been excited about Nintendo stuff. Obviously, I'm a Nintendo fan, but right, right. I'm, I'm reminded of some of the things that my family did back in the GameCube days and the SP or Game Boy Advance days where we bought into it we were you know um my oldest who's now moved out but mm -hmm. when he was younger we all you know we bought the gamecube we bought um game boy advances sps that's when i got into it with sp when that came out um and kind of goes into what we're going to talk about later but uh just that whole the three of us be, had our own game boys game boy advances 
and then also the GameCube with the links and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, at that time, that's that's really when we were all gaming as a family. And it's happening again because of the Nintendo Switch. Uh, ah. My oldest has moved out, like I said, but and he's even got his own Switch now. So if he was still home, there would be five of us with Switches. But yeah. thankfully with the Switch Lite and even with the regular Switch um, and some good deals at the time, you know, we all were able throughout the three years that it's been out – was able to get um, a Nintendo Switch, so mm-hmm. um, yeah. So it was. It's been really cool. It's been reminding me of those days where we all had our own gaming system, but with the Switch and its capabilities, we can all kind of gather around and play games together, and right. and it's been a blast. That's what I've been radical rexing about. <laughs> cool, man. That's exciting. I'm, How about yeah, you guys? But, uh, Oh, I guess I can go. I haven't, you know, since I was kind of a Debbie Downer last week, but um, this week uh, I've been able to catch up a little bit. I am um, finally, I've been getting a little bit more further in on Pokemon um, Shield. And uh, I'm not like, Ryan's in love with this game. Like he thinks it's the greatest Pokemon game ever. I think I heard that last last time. Yeah. He's a little silly. I don't think it's that great. Um, I think it's fine. It's definitely better than Sun and Moon. The fact that I have like five badges, four or five badges now, is a is a great sign. Um, yeah. But I've been I'm enjoying working my way through on it. Um, I've marathoned uh, season five of Dragon Ball Super, and I'm just basically finished that arc of Goku Black. And I'm in the middle of season six now, and uh, that's always good. That show always cracks me up and fills me with hope, and I, I lo- I've been loving that. Um, you sound actually, like it. You do. You do sound like it from the Donkey Kong <laughs> one that you guys did. You sound a lot, lot happier. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it is a uh, Dragon Ball. It, it's funny because Josh and our we have our ongoing text group and. Josh doesn't like anything anime. He doesn't like anything Japanese. Just so you know, he hates it all. That's, that's and, not uh, no, no. It's, it, it bugs me. It, it, it bugs me because as much as I love Donkey Kong, I, I I would say I I equally I equally love um, Dragon Ball, and um, I wish Josh loved Dragon Ball like I did because I think he's missing out. Um, he is. He's missing out totally. It Dragon Ball. <sighs> Dragon Ball stuff is so different than most Japanese animation. Like, it really I, is different. I can believe that. I, it, it looks different. I, I, I'll say, as a kid, I, th- I think I just was determined that I just I, I don't know. I was a stupid kid. I was determined that I hated it. Like the animation is just so off-putting to me, and it still kind of is, like just in general. But I guess, like, I guess I can see how that one looks more interesting than a lot of other anime that I've same it is and i think there's a lot more humor in it too like goku literally i mean it just starts off and it's you think it's gonna be this serious show and then goku just does the dumbest stuff and he's so goofy i mean oh there's this whole scene like where they talked about like kissing trunks kissed somebody and he goes what what was that and they're like (laughs) what are you talking about you have three children you don't know what kissing is and he goes I've never done that. <laughs> it, I mean, it's it's really funny. It, it so much to it, and, and I it just makes me crack up. So, um, no, yeah, I'm dra- enjoying that. Go ahead. I was going to ask: Is Dragon Ball a sport or something? What is this? Is Goku a player? I, I don't know what this ball oh. dragon thing is. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, I, I'm kidding. Hey, I'm kidding. It's an it's an Indiana I, thing. Guys, I gotta. That's why I've been rock correction about. But um, I'm gonna pass it off. I gotta go uh, answer a phone call real quick. Okay. Yeah, man. Okay. So um, as far as what I've been radical rexing about, uh, Pokemon, Pokemon, and more Pokemon. Um, I was like, oh yeah, I'm really feeling this. Like like when I was a kid again. You know, playing Pokemon. It's, it feels just like a, I didn't get that experience at all with with Sun and Moon. Um, but I got a little bit of that with X and Y, but um, this one's really hitting home for me. Um, I can't tell you exactly why, um, but 
they, they hit some parts that I've always wanted to see in a Pokemon game. And uh, there's a story progression part with the with Team Yell. Um, and it's I'm still like I just finished the gyms. Uh, so I'm getting ready to go do whatever is beyond collecting all the badges. Um, but uh, before you get to that point, there's this gym that you come across. It's just so cool. Like, I love the idea of it and the the setting. And I was like, really like, yes, I've always wanted a gym like this. And now, like, they just they did it so well and they did it justice to what it was. So I was really excited about that. Uh, no spoilers there, but. I was so happy and like from like I was like I came across an ice gym and I really enjoyed the battles that I had there and I love the stadium setting and I feel like yeah this is this is just right I, I it's, it's the right kind of thing and it I'm able to collect so much from the beginning um, through surprise trade and just uh, catching things in the wild area and it's just I love it and um it really sings to my like you know, collecting every Pokemon thing, and I'm I'm having a blast. I've got about 318 Pokemon caught now, I think. So uh, I'm get, getting getting awesome. up there, and uh, having a blast with it. Yeah, I got uh, we the whole family got it from from Santa as a family gift. We each got our own copy of Pokemon. Uh, I got Shield. My wife got Sword, and my youngest son and daughter they got Sword and Shield. So my daughter beat the game within the Christmas break. <laughs> so, but I didn't, I didn't have a chance to do that. I started playing it and I was having a lot of fun with it too. Um, I only got as far as the first city. I didn't beat any gyms yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, just out into the wild area for the first mm-hmm. time, you know, before I walk into the city and then that's where I left it before going back to it. Um, but yeah, I'm, um, I'm hoping to jump back into it. I got I got a review out of the way, and then I also got to play some of this game that we were about to talk about too. So <laughs> I got those things out of the way. So <laughs> hopefully I can get back into Pokemon. Josh, so I'm in a bit of a weird vein right now. Um, so Star Wars I've loved since like as far back as I can remember. So I guess with the movie and everything, and the Jedi Fallen Order that I've been playing a ton of. It's kind of got me into it. So I've been playing a lot of that stuff. Finished up. I went back and finished Clone Wars, the cartoon, because I never did finish it for some reason. And it's actually really good. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, outside of that, I got Pokemon for Christmas, Shield. And my wife got Sword. So uh, awesome. we've been poking around at that. I've got about five badges right now. Um, and I've really been enjoying it. Um, I didn't pick up Pokemon a whole lot until, for whatever reason, I've always loved Nintendo, but Pokemon I was kind of behind on, but until like the 3DS. But uh, yeah, I really like it. Um, yeah, there's like some imperfections I feel like they could have really put a little more into with what they've got to work with. But I mean, it's I, it's it's fun enough that I don't really feel like I notice it. I only see it because I feel like Twitter's pointed it out so much or whatever it was. <laughs> Um, besides that, um, I, on sale, I grabbed the Witcher three on the Xbox version cause it was like 12 bucks on there. So I've been trying that out. Nice. And that, that's been a good change of pace for me. I'm with you on that Jedi Fallen Order too. I've been playing it. Marty's been playing it. Um, loving that game. Uh, right. again, I haven't had a chance to jump back into it cause I've been taking on too many games at one time, but I do want to focus <laughs> on that one too. So I want to finish that one myself. I've, I've beat it. Um, and the end of the story was pretty awesome. I won't say anything about it, but just the last whole boss fight kind of deal that, or that yeah. all led, but I've just been going back. I was like, ah, there's not a whole lot of reason to go back. You know, there's things to collect and things like that, but it's no real big deal. But yet I still find myself like going, just finding reasons to, to go back and just, be like, all right, I want to go back and get all this or all the flowers or whatever it was. Right. Um, I'm just making stuff up to do just to play it. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun the more moves and things you get. Right. Yeah, I even told the guys, uh, the Nintendo dads, I told them that uh, I would love it as I, I predicted like a crazy uh, wild card prediction for 2020. And I said that that um, they would bring out Jedi Fallen Order for the Switch later mm. on this year. Mm-hmm. That was my yeah. wild, you know, call. But 
probably most likely not going to happen, but I said I would totally double dip if they did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would totally buy it again, yes. It it has a few technical issues I've noticed on the Xbox. Um, I don't know. Do you have the Xbox version or... PS4 version, but it's still some some things I noticed too on that. Yeah, I, I can overlook it, but it, I, you know, I guess I played a lot of first party Nintendo games in my time. <laughs> I think I'm a little yeah. bit spoiled, so I, I notice <laughs> right. things get a little glitchy. I, I don't, you know, I don't let it ruin the experience for me. But there there is a little bit of pop in and things like that. But besides that, I mean, the game's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, Star Wars is quite awesome and i think we should have more star wars games on the switch besides you know the pinball game and the uh the jedi yeah. cat <laughs> yeah yeah R- bring back the rogue squadron uh series that would be nice can you Just imagine a a, trilogy uh, yeah see like some kind of like collection or something coming to the switch that'd be awesome yeah, yeah i mean well we got what doom 64 and mm-hmm. turok you know just just waiting for that next move, right? Wouldn't that be yeah. something at E3 if they dropped that bomb? That would be awesome. <laughs> My votes for Star Wars Demolition. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> that or Yoda stories. But. I'm back. Welcome back, Jacob. Hey, Hi. just in time for the topic. Yeah, I had an emergency phone call. I had it grabbed through my phone there. So. Awesome. But I'm back. Well, I got everything's over. okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. Everything's good. I got everything is good. So yeah, so we're ready for the topic, huh? Yeah, yeah. What is it? All right. Yeah. So obviously Tim is with us uh, today. It's not like Game Boy Month, I swear, but it's uh, another Game Boy game that we are bringing to the table. And to be fair, it originally was a Nintendo home console game first, but remade into an awesome GBA game so yeah today we're tonight we're talking all about metroid zero mission Zero Mission originally come out? Zero Mission came out in February 9th, 2004. And it came out actually about a few months before Prime 2 came out, actually. Mm-hmm. Metroid Prime really? 2. Really? Wow. Yep. Yes. It came out, that came out uh, November 15th, 2004. Okay, okay, gotcha. Wow. That's nuts, dude. I mean, so we got like, just the year before, we got Fusion and Prime 1. And then a year later, we get Prime 2 and... A couple of years before. It was a couple of years before. But yeah, well, I guess about a half, probably a year and a half, I guess, if you want to... Yeah, because it was November 18th, 2002. Yeah, for uh, Fusion and Prime. Okay. Yeah, that, like that makes sense. Big Metroid time, I guess. <laughs> oh, man, we were getting... Just like how we talked about Donkey Kong games, like, coming out last week. Like year after year, Metroid in the early 2000s, middle 2000s, that's what we were getting Metroid games constantly. Oh, yeah. And it was, oh, yeah. Oh, it was a glorious time. And it was like, <laughs> well, I don't know why Nintendo does this to us. They like make me a huge fan of something. And it's like, as soon as I get all invested, then they just stop. They just stop. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Gonna- I think it's punishment, actually. You know, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you didn't like Other M? Well, okay. We'll just stop making them. In <laughs> Federation Force. <laughs> yeah, here's Federation Force. Apparently, hey, no one oh. likes the series. Hey, shout out to I the, like uh, Federation Force. Shout out to the Nintendo Land uh, Metroid game. That was fun. Yeah, that wasn't a real Metroid game, Ryan. But it was fun. <laughs> it, it doesn't it count. Real. It was definitely. It was fun, fun but it doesn't I, count as a legit Metroid game. It's the secret I did like, Metroid game. I did like Federation Force too, Jacob. I like Federation Force. I think Me it. Too. So did I. I guys, I'm, I, I, I always swear to this day that if Metroid Prime Federation Force came after like a new Metroid Prime game or a new mainline Metroid game, it would have sold way better and people would not have hated it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I, I think it should have been on a home console, being multiplayer focused. I never understood putting multiplayer focused games on a handheld on a, on, a, on 3DS. Yeah, right. I guess that worked for some people, but like I couldn't play with anybody, I, you know, like my wife or friends or anything like that, unless they had a 3DS. I felt like the um, online infrastructure worked a little better than the Wii U did. Um, yeah. In some ways, so that's not maybe that's a why. Whole lot. <laughs> true true <laughs> maybe that's you gonna know. be the 3ds game they poured over to the switch you never know <laughs> <laughs> so um so with zero mission um we got to revisit a classic with a new skin um it's one of the early like remakes of a game in a way like an i guess hd remake you could kind of say um and that, like, bonus content, you get to play through the story of the original Metroid, um, but you got to do so much and see some more backstory in the Metroid universe. This did a lot to expand um, a lot of, like, Samus's history, like, growing up with the Chozo and everything, and kind of showed, like, how the power suit was bestowed upon her and, and, um, and what it's like to be her outside of the suit. Um, I don't know if they've done that before. Um, aside from like you know you die and you could see her like or you get the best ending of a game, so right. um, they did some big big things in this game uh, to push the history of Metroid, you know, to bring things to light and to give us a good experience. And it wasn't just I, I was I was apprehensive at first, uh, thinking like oh it's just you know Metroid the original Metroid again just you know better graphics. I don't know if I'm gonna like this, but uh, it was it was more akin to uh, zero or more akin to uh, uh, fusion in, in a lot of ways. But then it did right. stuff better, even still. Um, um, well, what's people's original memories with the game? I mean, Tim, we can start with you. What do you? Where, where were you when you first got this game? <laughs> so let me let me give a little history. And I know you guys. Uh, I think you mentioned that you guys talked about this before, and for some odd reason, I missed it. But um, Fusion obviously came out at the same time as Prime, as we mentioned, right? That right, they right. came out in two thousand two mm-hmm. around the same time, and that's when, believe it or not, those two games are the reason why I got into Metroid. It wasn't the first game. I tried and tried and tried to get into the first game, the original Metroid game. That's hard. I could not. Um, And I had Metroid 2 for the Game Boy. Okay. So I did have that, and I played that, but I didn't finish that one. It didn't – what got me into the the whole I want to know more about Metroid was Prime and Fusion, especially Fusion because it was portable. And then – Two years later, when they came out with Zero Mission, which was a remix or not a remix, but a, a remaster, I will say, of Metroid, I was like, OK, I can play the original game, but with better graphics, of you know, like Super Metroid graphics. So super excited to get that one, especially being yeah. jumping in the fusion and playing Prime. And then uh, if I remember correctly, I did like pre-order or at least go buy it day one uh february 9th 2004 you know zero mission so i could play it uh-huh. on the sp um and i just ate that game up i think in the weekend and it was at that time it was a little bit easier to do that but uh it is only uh i think um how long to play has it listed as five and a half hours it's or something like short. that to beat? oh my gosh mm-hmm. yeah Too so <laughs> right But uh, for me, it's also the reason why between Metroid Prime or excuse me, Metroid games and Zelda games, those two games are the reason why I have to search every nook and cranny of a game. And it takes me a lot longer, Mm -hmm. probably than most Mm. other people will take to finish a game. Because even like, for example, Luigi's Mansion 3, I'm still playing that, still trying to beat that. Mm -hmm. But because I'm try, I go through every nook and cranny. I'm looking in every corner, sucking up yeah. every cobweb, I get it. doing everything in the game to see if I can find any secrets. You know, I'm so. The same way. <laughs> but that, I, I blame it on Metroid and Zelda because you know Zelda, of course, throwing bombs at the cracks in the walls or trying to find the secret ones, or you know Zero Mission. Like for example, I was watching. Uh, recently, because we were talking about doing this, I watched somebody do a, a speed run of Zero Mission. Oh, wow. And just it was amazing to see them use Samus, how you would think Samus 
the bounty hunter would be in uh-huh. in, re, in, in if if it was real life or whatever. Not you know taking her time to go through all this stuff. But this person was just dashing through everywhere once they got the dash and you know flying through the air and hopping up using bombs like oh i didn't know you could do that when i was watching that you know (laughs) like going past going in areas you couldn't reach unless you had like the ability to do that so it was really cool to see that and then but going back to the secret area thing is that how i when i was watching that i was like oh i didn't know that secret thing was there even when i remember playing it i don't remember that so um so it was really cool to you know to see that, and then also I remember having a lot of fun trying to find those secret areas. But just getting into the story, especially the cutscenes, seeing the the animation, kind of like the comic book animation yeah. in a way, um, was really cool to watch. And and even some of the tech involved too, where um, where they implemented the um, easy sleep feature, where you just select, um, where you just go into the menu. And you hit start L and yes to activate easy sleep. And then uh, when you wanted to come out so you could put your SP to sleep, if you will, because that's what mm-hmm. I played mine on. You clamshell it. It didn't automatically know you closed it. So you had to tell it you were closing it. Battery lasts a long time. Uh, and then you just open it back up, hit select left, right to exit that. Go back into the menu and start playing again right where you left off. So as long as you didn't forget about it and lose your batteries, you know, or you know the power didn't go out, you uh, you were able to continue without a save point, which I thought was pretty cool too. So. Yeah. Wow. Um, Ryan, what about you? Um, I remember being really excited, but again apprehensive because it was like, well, what am I going to do in this game? Because I played the first Metroid, like, okay, uh-huh. and but then like, it did have that there's that fusion look and i'm like you know what i might actually enjoy this um i got super hyped as it was coming closer i'm honestly a little surprised that you say you didn't even weren't excited for it originally <clears throat> i think he he's frozen isn't he? we lost him yeah <laughs> good that's what he gets for saying that <laughs> well we can come back to him uh josh what about you buddy well, my experience with it is a little bit different. For whatever reason, I was behind on this one. Um, that seemed to happen with handheld games for me. So this mm-hmm. one, I didn't play until the Wii U Virtual Console. Um, but when it came out since then, um, I probably went through it, I think, two or three times. Um, and I've, I've loved it. It's, it became one of my favorite 2D ones. I'm not good at picking like favorites, but um, it's, it's kind of easier than a lot of the others. But I kind of like that it is because I can just right. sit down and be like, hey, I'm going to play through this again. And it's not like a big hassle or anything. Um, right. But, uh, yeah, I, and it wasn't a handheld experience either. I had it up on the TV and it actually looks pretty right. good. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, it, it, it really does look fairly good on there. There's little filters and things you can you can do to make it look how you want. But uh I really enjoy it. it. It guides you along a little bit more than the original does. But again, I kind of like that it did. <laughs> Just uh, I didn't feel like there was as much wasted time. And I, I, don't know, I guess it's it's old enough to get into spoilers. But um, I remember getting to uh, the, the, the extra section, so to speak, when it looks like it's the ending of the first game again. And yeah. then you crash land and you're zero suit Samus. I just thought that was like awesome because somehow I'd missed this game for that many years, yeah. And I, I didn't expect that at all. So I, none of that spoiled for me. Sorry if I just spoiled that for someone else, but still not spoiled because they got to experience it. You're just yeah. talking about it. They well, and then yeah. you get then you get her suit right. back, and it is like super powered, and you just get to blast mm-hmm. through like all of these guys you just snuck past, like just oh yeah, nonsense. And it was awesome. So I, I really like it. Um, I wish I would experienced it back when it came out, but I kind of like the way I experienced, you know, yeah. years later right. in a different right. way. Right. Um, well, uh, good- Ryan, so you got cut off, Ryan, in the middle of it all. <laughs> yeah. um, I was I was saying I'm honestly a little surprised that you thought that this game, you like for as big of a Metroid fan as you are, that you didn't even initially get excited for this game. I find that a little offensive as a metroid fan <laughs> you know and 
didn't know if I'd like the idea of going back and playing an older game and something that I already knew. Um, but it did. It it got it got me enough interested that by the time it was about to come out, I got really excited for it. I even got the uh, the cardboard stand. Uh, I think I might have gotten you one too. I want to say um, probably. You know, it had the the cover art with Samus like swinging the the uh, arm cannon down and the down yeah. arc and uh, it's so cool. It's kind of a 3D uh, cardboard diorama thing. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and uh, you know, it didn't compare necessarily to Fusion. I really enjoyed what they did in Fusion, um, but I felt like it was just an extension of Fusion in a lot of ways. Um, you know, I really, really enjoyed the detail they put into the game. They improved on the fusion formula ever so slightly. Not enough uh-huh. to make it like an amazing game. Like it didn't continue the story, but it was a rehab story. Yeah. They keep it fresh. And I was pleasantly surprised by it. Very, very happy to see they were able to pull that off and, and surprise me. And I was so happy about all of that. Good. Well, I remember being really stoked about it. I'm pretty sure I got it at launch, actually, um, and I uh, or close to it at least. I was excited because I couldn't beat the old Metroid game. Like I had like through uh, Fusion and Prime, there was a way you could get the original Metroid oh, game. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And um, I remember that was like really being my attempt at the original Metroid, and. I- I wanted to beat it. I wanted to say, yeah, I've beaten it. Now, to this day, I have beaten it since the classics have come out and we have yeah. save states. I did beat it a few years ago, um, the original. But back then, I couldn't beat it. And um, so when this one was coming out, I was very excited that I could actually get to experience the original story um, with modern controls and modern graphics and music. And um, that really excited me to do it. So I... Um, I loved it. I remember actually going to Brad Hunsinger's house. Brad Hunsinger had the Game Boy Advance, like Game Boy TV. Remember how you could hook it up, the, the Super Nintendo one, to um, make play Game Boy games on your TV? Well, there's a Game Boy Advance one. And on the Game Boy Advance one, um, I remember playing specifically the section where you go that's not in the original game and you have to fight that giant fat caterpillar moth bug and i remember, <laughs> I remember playing it um at right at, at brad's house and just experiencing that for the first time and it was really freaky because i didn't expect that because i knew he was that was not in the original game that was something new they added in for this game um but uh he was uh he was scary he was, he was a little scary to me. Um, now I can also uh, recall, though, when I actually beat the game, when you, I went through all of that uh, section with Zero Suit Samus, um, it, uh, I was on my way to Ryan's house. Ryan was still in school, in high school, and um, his mom came and picked me up and... Uh, you know, back then, I feel like our parents made, we were considered long distance. In reality, it was just like 25 minutes southwest of my house um, by interstate. But it, when Ryan and I got to get together, it was such a treat because I lived on the east side and he lived on the south side. So um, I was really excited to go spend time with Ryan and and, and talk about Metroid specifically because that was all that was on my brain. Um, and it, it was zero mission. I remember playing this game the whole ride, my Game Boy Advance, the original purple one, on the way down to Ryan's and his, his mom's van. And I remember just actually being in Ryan's old bedroom, sitting on his bed, just waiting for him to get home from school. And I beat um, prototype Meta Ridley. Um, Right there in Ryan's bedroom. <laughs> and uh, just some fun, again, that's cool nostalgic memories I have with that game. That That's where I officially beat Metroid Zero Mission was in Ryan's bedroom before he got home from school. So, um, 
good times. Seriously. I, I, I really enjoyed the game overall. Um, it was fun. Uh, so, but I mean, let's, let's, let's dive into the game a little bit here. I mean, we've got to talk about it. Um, yes, it's a remake of the original game, but, um, it starts off, uh, just like the original game does, but it looks so much better. It Mm -hmm. looks and sounds so much better. Um, you're right, Ryan, they, they drew Metroid fusion kind of became the staple of what they were going for, for that 2d Metroid look at for the, at this point. And, um, I think they did a top notch job. Uh, the, the world environment felt very real, felt very, um, fresh and, uh, they, they killed it. Seriously. They killed it for being a remake. Um, because mm-hmm. I never once got bored or stuck in the game. Like, you know, how sometimes like, like, for example, the new Link's Awakening. There's, it's a fun game. It's a good game. It's a beautiful game. But there are things that were not done for it that were not great uh, quality of life improvements. They kept it true, basically, every little thing from the Game Boy game in the new game, just with new graphics. Whereas Metroid Zero Mission didn't do that. They, they made quality of life improvements from the first game. And I think that was very wise, very smart to do. Or it could have easily been like, I don't... You could have easily lost interest in this game if it played exactly the same setup as the original one. Yeah, that's a good point. Because, I mean, just like that, the Zelda game, uh, they made it look pretty, but it was still the same beats. Yes. A lot of people were, were surprised at that. So. Right. Um Tim, when you when you, when you dived into the game, uh, was what stood out to you about the game? Was there any? Because uh, you had played, you had tried to play the original one, obviously beforehand, and yes, um, what was like the biggest differences to you when you first dove into this game? How it taught you to play it. It was definitely a lot better when it taught you, uh, you know, right from the get go. Basically, it was. Um, you know, you go get the missile and it teaches you to use them against the worm monster, you know, uh, with the eye, you know, how yeah, to, which was basically. New. And then uh, you get bombs and then it teaches you by making a bomb to get uh, or by yeah, making a bomb to get the missile tanks. Uh, so it teaches the bomb ball jump and then it teaches bombs. Uh, this, I'm reading off my notes, by the way. This is stuff that I, rem- that I was writing down when I was replaying it. Like it just teaches you very well how to do these things. Uh, like like the teaches the bomb ball jump and then teaches the bombs remove little bugs that were those little bugs that were calling you and that's I did I remember them once it happened again but the do you guys remember those little tiny bugs that would hop around and I was like playing the game there's the little tiny bugs I was like oh that's cute that's a little you know fun little background thing but no once you got more like three or more of those little tiny bugs on you they started mm-hmm. giving you damage and you you know yeah. you couldn't do anything and you had to like do like use the bombs to get them off of you <laughs> so mm-hmm. it was like okay i forgot about that but that you know it's just those little things in the game and this game zero mission the details like that even though it's a small screen you could still see those little tiny bugs you know jumping on you and messing with yeah. your time in the game uh but just teaching you how to use the bombs how to use the mi- missiles uh, and then of course it wouldn't be a metroid game if you, once you got those things you'd have to go back to new air er- those areas you were at before to use use those new abilities to you know go unlock things you might have not been able to unlock before right so it's just those just how it taught you throughout the game how you just got you just got a new ability well Let's let you use it for the first time to get an extra missile container or extra energy container. You know, so mm-hmm. that was that's what stood out to me uh, at at the time replaying it. At the time playing it in t- 2004, it was again the ability to all the the uh, what do you call it the um, um, when they make enhancements to the game, the, the quality of life enhancements uh, <laughs> that they did from the original to that, just that's what stood out to me because I remember how hard that game was to play originally. Right. And, yeah, but it did not even hold my interest at all when right. I played it. It was, it was 
interesting aesthetically to look at and just kind of curious, you know, about this hunter going through and what the purpose of it was. And then hearing so either from magazines that I was reading at the time when the first one came yeah. out or friends who beat it, tell me how it ended. It sounded cool, but I just didn't hold my interest enough until this game. So just already Nintendo was blowing me away again when I got back into games with the GameCube and the SP and all that. And then playing this, it was just continuing that and just blown away by the little intricacies of the art, Uh, more details on Samus, more details in the background or the creatures you were fighting. So definitely those type of things. I'm like more the art, up, art guy than than more the music guy like you, Jacob. But <laughs> oh, okay. I like that you bring up the art. It's a very vibrant color style. Um, yeah. Yes, and it was heavily modified from the Fusion Engine, so it was. Um, but that overlaid art was just so like everything popped, and it was, yeah. it was really really pretty. Um, yeah. They did a really good job with the the color palette that they chose and, and everything. Um, that's one thing I remember. I think vividly is just how much it's it stood out. Um, from Fusion and how just, yeah, it was beautiful. Heck, that would have been a good 3DS game. Man, they should have remade it again for that. <laughs> because there was a there was a lot of depth. Like, I know what you're talking about. Like, like and then, like, just in the caverns, you could see, like, in the background and, like, how it was deep. And, uh, no, that would have been really cool. Remake exception. Like <laughs> a remake within a remake within a remake. <laughs> I feel like it it looked well on the TV when I played it on that yeah. on there yeah. with the different Certainly. colors and the brightness and the backgrounds and things like that. I, th- I think it lent itself pretty well to the the virtual console on there. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, cool. You could play that on the Wii U. Now that mm-hmm. you mentioned it, I don't even remember doing that because we did have the Game Boy Player for the GameCube. Yeah, uh-huh. so. Uh, but I don't think I even tried that game on that. Hmm. At least I don't remember, so. I did, and it looked awesome. I bet it did. That that was actually one of my predictions on the Nintendo Dads, was that uh, this year, for trying to get people to renew for Nintendo Online, that they would bring out Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance games. Oh, that'd be cool, dude. It's probably more of a wild card one again, but I would love that. That's more probably more apt to happen than the... uh, Star Wars one, I predicted. It's so, what I should happen. Be sweet. But it probably won't happen. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's so, uh, historically bad at missing great opportunities. Interesting fact. Um, through sequence breaking, you could actually beat this game with a 9% completion rating. Gosh. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yep. That's nuts. That's probably what I, that's what I think I saw when I did watch that speedrunner go through it. It was just crazy, just totally bypassing really things. Skilled. And then when they were stacking the uh, uh, abilities, some of them would come up as um, um, blank or like some funky writing because <laughs> they weren't <laughs> supposed to get it right at yeah. that point yet. So it was very interesting. That's insane. That was insane a problem. People figure that out. That was a cool right. mechanic. You'd get items, but they wouldn't necessarily work, or they got translated later. If I remember right. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. got enabled like kind of like latent powers that you unlock. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's um the game itself. I I'll have to say, talking about the items and collecting real quick. I have to say, I do this with every every single Metroid game, and I I swear, I think like. Dude, I am good. Like I'm collecting all these items. I bet <laughs> I bet no one found this item that I just found. Like this is hidden off in the middle of nowhere, little nook and cranny. And I think I'm the bomb diggity. And then I get to the end of the game and it's like thirty eight percent complete. I'm like, yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. No. Yeah. It that's, just it just came back to me. Stuff. So, um, at first, I didn't like the idea of playing through the original Metroid again. Um, it wasn't that long ago that I played it. You know, I played it on Metroid Prime because uh-huh. you could unlock it on there. Animal Crossing. And so, like, but when I got into it and realized, oh, I'm playing through this, but with the mechanics like you know, space jump and you know, you get oh, much better. <laughs> 
got ledge grabbing that you can do. You can actually aim at angles instead yeah. of the original NES, which is not uh-huh. that great. I was going to say that. That was one of those little things that made it easier. It made it more fun was just being able to aim and, and angles. Um, yes. was something that stuck yeah. out in my head. It's like a Mega Man game that you can actually shoot up. Right. <laughs> like it, it, well, would, it would actually make it fun. Sorry. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is now that you mention it is when I went back to play it to prepare for this episode, I had to get re, re- reconnect to using the D pad because I've been so used to, you know, the Joy Cons, you know, it's oh, like yeah. very weird. Yeah. yeah. It's um I so from the original game, what through my Metroid Prime version of the game, um, the furthest I ever got was the Kraid Lair. I never actually yeah. beat Kraid or fought him, uh, but I got to his lair. I I vividly remember playing that at a New Year's Eve party here at my house with Ryan, um, and uh, when it was just really cool to me that I finally could have a game that was modern and I could re-experience this. I could explore this game now. Like it was, I know it, maybe it sounds kind of weak, you know, like modern games aren't as good, tough as older games, but it really excited me. I felt like I was still beating the game. Like I could say, I finally beat Metroid, the original game, Mm -hmm. um, because I was able to maneuver through this game. And, and let's just be honest. Like, the original Metroid game is difficult because it's there's it's got a lot of poor design to it. It's very limited to what it was. I mean, yeah. And well, time. you can and, also look at it like for we probably like also the Metroid Zero Mission because we got the map too, right? That was another thing that oh, stood out to me. That dude. map, right? We didn't get <laughs> the map before, but. Uh, I heard always. I heard a few of my friends or people like people in the magazines that I read also would say, "Oh, I drew out the map." That's probably when a lot of people bro- broke out the graphic paper and drew out, drew out their own maps. <laughs> that is cool, Nuts. but I'm glad I didn't have to do that. Yeah, right. so I appreciated the Zero Mission map <laughs> and just be able to find my way. It looks so cool, too. So, so nice. Well, I I have the map for the original game. I uh, I bought one of the books for the classics and I had like a guide for every game in, the, oh, nice. in there. Yeah. And um, when I nice. beat that, I used that guide. Yeah. And there literally are rooms that are just made to be duplicate rooms. Like they're the exact same thing. And there's nothing down at the end of that hallway. They're just there. It's just yeah. empty space. Pits for you to go run through and get hit and die. And then there is no save stations back in the day. So like, Right. It was just seemed like there was a lot of pointless traps to go down in the I game in the original version. And like Creed's Lair, I think it is. I think that's where it's at. But there's just like these long hallways that are identical. And I always got confused because like you yeah. walk in and it looks the same. I know and what you're talking about. You just go like in a circle and you, you can't. I, I always hated that Big area. Big Ben Parliament. <laughs> well, I think Craig was funny. In the original, like Craig's like this little dude, that's tiny, like, not much bigger than you are. It, it just looks kind of awkward looking back. And Zero right. Mission, they fixed that. Yeah, but yeah, he's, he's you know, much bigger than Zero Mission. Yeah, you can always so, say I mean, it was like a maze. Hmm. You got to give it credit, I guess. But it was just <laughs> confusing. The best thing of the original Metroid was Craig Slayer's music. Um, and that even for, for for the Nets, like I still love to listen to the OG soundtrack of that. Um, but they did a phenomenal job. They added violin, they added like an orchestra sound to Craig's Lair. Um, so that was really good. I thought the music was they did a really good job at redoing it for this game. Outstanding music throughout the whole Metroid series. I love the music. So oh my gosh, yeah. At times it can be haunting. At times it can be mm-hmm. just, you know, uh, just beautiful. pretty, yeah, beautiful and, and just eclectic at times too. So, right. um, uh, just, but yeah, I, I miss the fact that you could, um, actually no, that one, that game did not have a sound select. I wish it would have had a sound area. I don't think it did. I think you yeah, could unlock one, but I can't, I thought you could, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, it's yeah, it's been a while. So, but it, we can at least you know we got some of the soundtracks you can get to now. So, <laughs> a little bit right. easier than than it was when we were younger, right? Oh, for sure. Um, 
So, I mean, yeah, I mean, basically the game's the same. Uh, the fight with Mother Brain and Ridley is pretty much the same. And, uh, yeah, there are some cool, like, uh, cut scenes. Like, if you open up a new area, it would show, like, Ridley, like, wake up and, like, leave a ship or come down to the – start flying down. That was new. Um, it, yeah. You know, watching Crate arise from the ground up, uh, like, that, that was all new. And um, Mother Brain would, like – open her eye the closer you got to her things like that um that was all neat it was neat to see that but overall the, the fights were the same i'd say craves is definitely the biggest difference but um no i th- i think let's let's talk about the the ruins real quick i mean i think we we mentioned that earlier and i think that was the coolest hook of I me mean, like like oh you like that one, I think was the the biggest selling point to this game. If you wanted to look past it, just being a remake, is that there is something after this game that's going to explain a lot more to the lore of Metroid. Right, and yeah. and um, that was cool. That was the extra um, icing on the cake, the cherry on top type of thing. Uh, um, so yeah, I, I I don't ever shy away from this. I um, ever since I saw. Samus and her zero suit. She instantly became my video game girlfriend. I've always said huh. that. Um, I think Samus is probably the hottest video game character out there. Jacob's waifu. <laughs> I, <laughs> I hate that yeah, word. I could, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could use one now, right? Jeez. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, um, so I've always had a, a cartoon crush on Samus, Aaron. Um, and uh, I don't blame you. No yeah. she's very <laughs> she's very pretty um but they going through that whole area was very intimidating and i i loved it it, it felt actually very true metroid feelings like what you it was originally designed to feel isolated and alone against aliens but this time like you don't have a power suit you have a stupid little tase gun and <laughs> and that's it and you gotta get through there it was very scary um because mm-hmm. as soon as they saw you i'd I'd freak out. My anxiety would rush and be like, Oh my, Oh my gosh, yeah. I got to get out of here. I got to hide or they're going to chase me down and kill me. And they can kill you pretty darn quick, making it through their big ship and then making it through the, those ruins. Um, it was very fun to maneuver through. And then yeah. like what J- Josh allured to earlier is that like, once you get to the end, you have to like, basically like in a way, like fight yourself um, with some mysterious ancient ruins force to get back your suit to like be like worthy to get the suit at mm-hmm. full power, and you do that, and then it's like all all guns blazing, and you are OP, and everything that you had to be careful and just slowly work your way through, you now get to just run right through as a mm. rampaging through it all and killing all those freaking space pirates that gave you a hard time getting there so it, it's like sweet sweet revenge <laughs> yeah. it's a fun reward after sneaking through all of that for a little while because it's a good challenge to get to that point um yeah. sneaking around and it's different than the rest of the game i like it was a good complete change of pace yeah um but once you get through it you get that nice reward and then i think you get one more boss um you do. yeah yeah the very very end that's where you fight and this is cool because this game chronologically takes place before metroid prime so we like got our they were they were showing that meta ridley was already in the works to be created before the prime games ever happened and it took place at the start of metroids at the metroid missions which i thought was so mind-blowing at the time i'm like what this is awesome tying it all in together right yeah. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan. Meta Ridley is he's not entirely robot, right? He's like organic and robotic, right? Um Yeah. I'm not hundred percent on that. I think that that the prototype that you see in Zero Mission, I believe was all robotic. Um yes. I, my guess is that they were making uh, a mech like army to back up Ridley. Um, this just like speculation, but I, always, um, I felt like the meta Ridley was for him to heal his body because he got damaged when you originally killed him or her Ridley. I don't know. 
Um, Ridley's a girl, right? I think Ridley's huh. a guy. I've never. I've always I'm pretty sure Ridley's Ridley male. Dude. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think so Ridley I'm, is. I'm, male. I'm looking. I'm trying to see if I can tell. Get on Amiibo. <laughs> I did just look it up. Uh, is the boss at the end of this one is technically Mecha Ridley, Mecha. and it's just a big robot. Um, it's a robot built by Ridley as a powerful weapon in his own likeness. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's kind of like a prototype. I'm pretty positive that Meta Ridley comes into play as like an organic android-ish to combine with Ridley's body so his body can heal over time from past battles. Because as the Metroid series improves, he changes with each iteration um, to get back his full-strength body. But, no, Mecha Ridley was cool to see because, yeah, it was... It was like laying the groundworks of what we had saw from Meta Ridley, a game that came out before this, but chronologically takes place after this game. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. But, and going back to that sound test feature, it, it is an unlockable thing after you beat or cleared hard mode. Oh, yes. Okay. I don't even know if I ever played hard mode, to be honest, on this. I think so. that was one of the few ones that I did play through hard mode on. Um, I was trying to unlock a lot of different things in this game. Um, mm. Yeah, it has a, a very... Because I looked it up on the metroid.fandom.com, the, mm-hmm. what they call it, the wiki... Uh, Wikitroid. <laughs> <laughs> Wikitroid, uh, nice. And... Uh, it's it definitely you know you clear any mode you get uh, you can you unlock the original Metroid in mission in Zero Mission, and then normal mode you is completed you unlocked hard mode, um, and then when you clear hard mode you get the sound test, and then if you connected Zero Mission to Metroid Fusion via the Game Boy Advance Game Link cable it unlocks a gallery showcasing many images of Samus from Metroid Fusion that were only available in the Japanese version of Fusion. So let, let me uh, let me stop there and say, like, how awesome was it that that Fusion, pre-DLC stuff, like, Fusion was yeah. able to get new content from a game that came out later than it. That was pretty cool to connect that and be able to port right. it. Just simple pictures, but wow, that's cool. Really cool That's feature. that stuff I was like talking about at the beginning. Like That stuff blew me away at that time, and then it seems like now Nintendo's kind of going back to a lot of that same stuff again, mm-hmm. which I'm, I'm looking forward to. So. That's interesting. But yeah, it's really cool. Awesome. Yep. Well, guys, I mean, really, that's, that's much like I feel like I can talk about this game. I mean... Overall, it's a great game, and you can find it on the Wii U eShop, and the um, you find it on your old retro s- stores. I have the I actually have two copies of the game because I found my old one after I rebought it, and uh, um, <laughs> it was it's it's a great game. I mean, I think it's a shame that it's so short. I, I do I will say that way too short of a game, um, but it's. Uh, it's a yeah. classic, and it's worth every penny. And if you've not played it, I really think you should. Um, but Tim, you want to tell everybody where they can find you at, buddy? Yeah, sure. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at NeoPrime33 or by going to any Nintendo Dad's social media network, and I'll be uh, there as well because I'm a Nintendo Dad. So. <laughs> That's right. Um, and... Uh, and uh, Ryan, why don't you tell everybody where they can find us, buddy? Sure thing. Uh, you can find us at uh, www.nintendovillage.com slash Nintendo Nostalgia. Uh, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Nintendo NOS, on our Twitter at Nintendo underscore NOS, on our Instagram at Nintendo NOSIN. Uh, you can shoot us an email at NintendoNostalgiaIN at gmail.com. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you'd like to call into the hotline, uh, we still have that open. Uh, that number is 317-969-5690. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next week. Later, Preston. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, y'all. Bye.